What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode eight of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and it's finally race week. I'm so excited. And we have been waiting. I We, we tried our hand with IndyCar. We did enjoy it, mm-hmm. but we're going back to Old Faithful, and it's Baku, and it's a street circuit, and we have a lot to talk about, and we're very excited. We're ready for it. Emma, how are you feeling? I was thinking about how we had to have our predictions ready for this race, and I, I don't have predictions, but... I want to just throw it back to a few episodes ago when we talked about our nail theory. Yeah. I want everyone to know that I have painted my nails the dark blue. Yes, she did it. For Red Bull. So I'm going to... Not necessarily for Red Bull. No. For those uh... who don't know the nail theory, there's a couple of videos on our TikTok that you should definitely go back and watch. But basically, Emma has, in gambling terms, <laughs> mushed every team that she's painted her nails after. So she went red for Ferrari, Ferrari, your Charles DNF'd. Then she went... You went pink. BWT pink, right? Yeah. Pierre had a terrible race, um, crashed out, and and I'm and, just trying yeah. to I'm just trying to show my support for these drivers, and it's not working out. So now, just trying to show my support for Max. Right. If it doesn't work out, oh, it doesn't God, work darn. out. Oh God, darn! Oh no. <laughs> so my predictions this week, I actually we're gonna talk about it in a little bit because I have to think about it for a little bit yeah. first. But I just will not be taking Max to win. Okay. It is going to be tough not to take Max or a Red Bull to win. And that's my segue into a segment that we're going to call Track Stats. Track Stats with Hannah. With Hannah. Yes. This is something that I'm taking on. And it's basically like history of the track, what to expect, just some fun little information about it. Um, And with that being said, the first piece of information I have is that the team that has won the most at Baku is Red Bull Racing. Oh, so they're going to win again this week. Not if you mush them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So in my, doing my research, I actually didn't realize that Baku is a fairly, fairly newer track. It actually debuted in 2016. Oh. Um, yeah. I know. I could, Because it's such an, I don't know, a unique track, I for sure thought it was going to be older. But Red Bull has won three times. Danny Rick won in 2017. Max won last year and Checo won the year before that. Okay. So they historically do well at Baku. But honestly, Emma's nails, this could be it. Like this, this could really be the telltale of whether she's delusional or this is actually happening because of her. I, I think it's safe to say I'm delusional, but we'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. I think because Baku is, it's a scary track. It's a street circuit. Yeah. It's unpredictable. Yeah. So Baku is a street circuit. It's extremely difficult to pass or overtake. It's very similar to Monaco in that way. It's really high speed. Typically it's the softest tires that are going to be used. And that seems to be the case for this weekend as well, just due to the track conditions and how warm it is in Baku. It's located right along the Caspian Sea, which is really cool because you can literally see the sea in the back when they're racing. Yeah. And then also, if you haven't watched Baku before, be on the lookout for the castle. I believe it's around turn nine. And it's kind of cool because you can just see the the driver's riding by this castle and that's where Charles had his epic um I am stupid I am stupid, I am stupid yeah. crash in 2019 did you see I don't I don't know if it was recent or was old but Arthur Leclerc his younger brother was yeah. doing like the sim racing and he avoided that crash and he said I am not stupid oh my like, god no like, really tying it back to his brother which <laughs> I thought that was really funny and I don't know if it's new or if it was an old video but I, I just saw it for the first time recently and it actually made me laugh so hard there was a clip of Charles in the sim doing it and he crashed at that same point and was like guys does this remind you of anything that happened last year like he was joking about it but 
Um, we would love to not see that this year because Ideally. Ferrari had a double DNF last year at Baku, which we did talk about the, um, the last pod due to Charles's car going up in smoke and Carlos having a hydraulic failure. So oh, that really, was Baku. That was Baku, yeah. Um, they didn't even finish in Baku last year. No. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. So the bar is quite literally on the floor. To remind you of what happened last year, Max won and Checo came second and George actually placed third. Good job, George. Now, I'm going to say something about your fave, Mr. Pierre. Lot. Okay, I was like, I have a lot of faves. I know. We're, we're going to get to that um, with a new one added into the mix. But Pierre has had a podium at Baku before, so... Oh shit. Yeah. He has. He has in 2021. So he's, he knows the track. Yeah. He's, he can excel here. And I think with the Alpine. Yeah. With the car he has. Yeah. Is a Pierre podium out of the question? No, I absolutely don't think so. I hope now, not. Maybe now maybe that goes really... into your predictions or I'm confusing you about what your predictions are going to be, but. I think we'll save our predictions, at least my predictions till the yes, end. Because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm totally with you. But it's 51 laps. Should be a one-stop race. Yeah. I don't think it can get worse than Australia. Literally, the bar is on the floor. That was me knocking on wood <laughs> for anyone who's wondering what that little knock was. Oh, man. Do you have your predictions? Or you're going to wait? I'm going to wait as well, just so we can do them all at once. Okay. I think I have an idea of what I want to do. Charles also excels at Baku, except for last year. Obviously, that wasn't necessarily his fault. That was a an engine failure or power unit. He d- has taken pole at Baku for the past two races. Charles... Yeah is good when it comes to qualifying. I feel like that's something we all know. But in a, from a, in a circuit like Baku, similar to Monaco, okay. where there's not a lot of overtaking, unless there's an epic tire fuck up with the strategy or Max, I don't know. Something happens, something with, happens Max. with Max. Then if Charles takes pole, he has a real legitimate chance to win the race. How have And they... that was a Will Buxton moment. And you guys are going <laughs> to let me have it. How is Ferrari done with qualifying recently. Ferrari this year is reminding me of Ferrari in 2021, which was the first full season that I watched of F1. And they were, they were used to call them like the most consistent team because they used to like start like fifth and sixth or sixth and seventh, and then like pretty much stay there. But is consistency enough? I'm just not sold because this is supposed to be a team that should be up there racing with Red Bull racing. And they're just not right now. Okay, well, in Saudi Arabia, Charles got second, and then in Bahrain, third, like for qualifying, Mm -hmm. not for the actual race. We all know they didn't do too hot in the actual Mm -hmm. races. So Ferrari has that qualifying pace that they need. Will we see a Ferrari podium? I don't know. I don't know. I think at this point, I've given up. (laughs) That says, I don't know. We're trying the reverse psychology this week. (laughs) It might work. It might not. Do you think that, and obviously we don't wish it, but do you think that anything crazy happens this weekend? Like it's a track that it's very, it's like Monaco. It's a dangerous track. It's a dangerous track. It's very high speed. There's very little, it's very narrow, little room for overtaking. Do you think anything crazy happens? I'm going to say no, because if something else happens to Ferrari for the fourth race, I... I will, I'm going to stop watching Formula One. Like, it just can't. Something can't happen How many time. races away are we from me having to wear a Red Bull? I think two more. I think two more. Two more. Okay. Let's, let's not let that happen. Yeah. And we've seen in the past, Ferrari usually knows what they're doing. Last year, they had a pretty good season. But I wanted to kind of throw it back to 2019 mm-hmm. slash kind of 2018. And the only reason... This is kind of being on my mind is because we had previously talked about the indie cars push to pass mm, mm-hmm, feature. Mm-hmm. And someone commented on one of our videos saying that's a lot like Ferrari's 2019 fuel controversy. And I was like, hold up. Like, what is this? Okay, well, I knew what it was. Oh, okay. Did so, they talk about this in Drive to Survive? 
they briefly touched on it in Drive to Survive. They like brushed over it. They mm. said Ferrari had a really good season and then they didn't. That was that. Oh, really? And I like Will Buxton, obviously it's Will Buxton yeah. talking about it. And they talked about how, or he mentioned how the FIA got involved, but no one really knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore. We do know what happened in 2019. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of want to touch on it really quickly mm-hmm. because yep. it's a lot like IndyCar's push to pass. Okay, so just to recap, Indy's push to pass system, in like it's just more fuel. And so that gives them the 60 extra horsepower. More fuel essentially means more power. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's as simple as they need to get. We don't need to get into the complications of it. In relation to DRS, I don't want to repeat everything we did last week, mm-hmm. but in relation to DRS, DRS is mostly aerodynamics. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's not extra power. It's not extra horsepower not extra fuel. Mm -hmm. There is a fuel cap when it comes to Formula One. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been like that since they introduced the hybrid engines, I want to say in 2014. I could be wrong. We really did try to do our research with this, but we're not scientists at all. Um, I feel like I'm teaching Hannah something now because is this news to you? I've seen it be referred to, but I don't think I know the full story. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. So in 2018, it was said, Um, and they had incredible, 2018, they had incredible straight line speed. They were essentially what Red Bull and Mercedes was in the next few years to follow. They were unstoppable. And about halfway through the season, things kind of took a turn and the FIA kind of started looking a little bit closer at Ferrari's car. And they're like, why are you guys so fast? How is it possible that you guys are this fast? Like essentially think Red Bull now, but six years ago. But it makes me think like, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to get off topic here for one quick sec, but I, so do they do this every season? Do they look at like, this team is so dominant like what is really going on here because then we'd have a case for a really interesting season in this year i don't think the fia gets involved unless someone brings it to their attention oh it's like a little tip off in this case it was red bull it was christian horner Mm. that brought ferrari's straight line speed to the attention of the fia so with the formula one cars there's a fuel flow rate that they have to abide by and if they go past it that's penalties like they can't use more fuel than what's allowed so to make sure that they're not cheating, that these cars aren't cheating, they're following the rules, there are sensors to that reads the data of the fuel, sends it back to wherever the FIA is, and then the FIA is able to confirm, yep, they're not using more fuel than allowed. What was speculated and what I believe to be known as true now, I don't know if this is just something that we've all agreed on as what's happened or if it's actually come out and is known to be true, is Ferrari was able to figure out the timestamps in which these fuel was read and sent to the FIA. So when the fuel was not being read or when that data was not being sent to the FIA, they had more spurts of energy. No they way. like they pumped through more fuel and again more fuel means more power. Mm-hmm. So they kind of cheated the system like that mm-hmm. and there was no actual proof that this is what happened, but I think you know someone from the other teams were like there's no way that Like, there's no way that they're following by the same rules we're following. Mm -hmm. Instead of calling Ferrari out and saying, hey, they're cheating. They they figured out a way to send more fuel without the FAA finding. Christian Horner just went to the FAA and said, hey, what if we did this? Is that allowed? What if we cheat your system? Is that allowed? And the FAA was like, fuck no, you can't do that. And Christian Horner was like, okay, do whatever you want with that information, essentially is what happened. In true um, Christian fashion, hey? So he didn't call out Ferrari at all, but he did kind of give him the little push that the FIA needed mm-hmm. to look closer at the Ferrari car. So because of this, then a new 
precedent was set with the FIA and they released new regulations saying, hey, this is actually not allowed because mm-hmm. before then it wasn't set in the rules that they couldn't do it. It was just kind of clear that you can't go over the amount of fuel mm-hmm. you use regardless of if the sensor catches it or not. So when the FIA came out with these rules saying, hey, this is now illegal, Ferrari's pace dramatically dropped. You know, they mm-hmm. they didn't come out and say, oh, okay, yeah, we cheated. Obviously, they're not going to admit mm-hmm. to something that they did or didn't do. I think it's kind of suspicious for these rules to be announced and then Ferrari mm-hmm. to... They automatically start performing worse. Yeah. yeah. So in it was a year later, what, 2020, at the start of 2020, the FIA came out with an announcement saying, after thorough technical investigations, it's concluded its analysis, the operation of the Scuderia Ferrari Formula One's power unit, and has reached a settlement with the team. The specifics of the agreement will remain between the parties, saying, we know something went wrong. We've discussed it. We've decided what to do. No mm. one's allowed to know. So they just kind of kept it a secret, which mm-hmm. is kind of shady. So I wonder if they, the FIA was kind of just like, these guys are underperforming so much more now that they're on a level playing field. And because you said 2018 Mercedes, that would have been like Lewis dominance era. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if but, they were like... But Seb was in the lead for the championship up until... Oh. Like up until... I think it was a halfway point where he did have a really bad crash. And then the FAA was like, okay, why was Seb in the lead for so long? I think mm. the FAA was like, this is kind of weird. They've never done this good before. Mm. I want, Well, I'm just curious as to why there was nothing, like no sanctions placed on Ferrari if this is like so illegal to do. Like, So for the rest of 2019 and for 2020, so the following year, they had to use less fuel as a penalty. Mm. So okay, less power. So there was a, they, a There penalty. was a bit of a punishment. Yeah. And then... Ferrari customer teams were also punished. So what is that? That's it would have been Haas. Um, Haas, right? Yeah, Haas. Now, yes. Yeah. But so yeah. they were they were punished. And but I just thought that was interesting. I would have because that is essentially what push to pass is. Yeah. It's you press a button, you get more fuel. Yeah. And that's what Ferrari was doing for most of 2019 until they got caught. And mm. I would assume 2018 as well. But then Mercedes just kind of dominated. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Now, you know, that's a little history lesson. Sneaky, sneaky Thank Mattia. You. Yeah. Thank you uh, for ever commented on our TikTok, bringing that to our attention because it's right. The push to pass was just like Ferrari's little fuel yeah. scandal. And thank you for the history lesson. Thank you. Anytime. <laughs> Can we talk about how you texted me this week with the new crush? Yep. Okay. What was the, what was my exact words? Emma texted me. Okay. I said, I think I have a crush on Yuki. And me being in study mode and also just, I can't even mentally respond to this right now mode. I said, I'm going to need a couple business days to respond to that. I Yeah. Cause I sent it to you at just after 10 at night. I think you had an exam literally that next day. Yeah. In my defense. Okay. I do love Yuki. Yuki's just cute. He's just fun. You can't go wrong with Yuki, but he came out with Yuki tube. So a YouTube, oh cha- <laughs> a YouTube channel. And it's just him. And what does he do? Well, he talk about how he hates to work out. And <laughs> well, that's so funny because in so much of this, he just documents what he does as a Formula One driver, oh. and a lot of that is training. And he looks good <laughs> when he's training. I can appreciate it. I just, you know what? Actually, I'm going to show Hannah right now. This one little part. Notice how I have no words coming to me right now. <laughs> and I'm never pressed for words. First of all, I just okay. I just started the video. Look how good he looks. Like. Okay, it's edited very nicely. Like, I do think Yuki's funny. Are you attracted to Yuki? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No hesitation. She fucking hates Carlos, but she's attracted (laughs) to Yuki Sonoda. 
Well, I mean, obviously he's fit. Like, yeah, they're all but fit. I don't think I noticed it until YukiTube came oh, okay. out, and then I was like, I love him. Okay, let's track this for the rest of the season. I'm so interested to see where this is going to we'll go. We'll see if I ever actually do end up getting a crush on Carlos at all. Come on, I like I, if you haven't already, it's just not going to happen. But Yuki's up there now. This is hilarious. Yuki, okay, can not- we get a, can we get a, an official Emma crush standings? Oh my god. Okay, Charles, Pierre, Lance, Lando. Yuki. Uh, who? Oh, Yuki hasn't cracked top, the top five yet? Who else is a race car driver? Who else is a race car driver? As of right now, yeah. That's my top five. Okay. So we're going to track this. This is also going to be uh, a segment. <laughs> Not necessarily a segment, but Emma's if, crush tracker. <laughs> see what else, what else happens. <laughs> I mean, if Yuki keeps putting out these videos, like, how do you not fall in love with that? He's in his YouTube era. Just like, you know, Lando's back in the streaming era. Yeah. Max is in the streaming Max era. Max is in the streaming era. We actually have talked about Max in his streaming era because oh, yeah. there has been a lot of clips of him and Penelope. Um, for those who don't know, Max's girlfriend, Kelly, we did talk about it for a little bit, uh, a little, couple episodes ago. Um, Max's girlfriend, Kelly, has a daughter named Penelope. And she's so cute. She's three years old and is the most adorable child ever. And stepdaddy Max is just trying to stream. He so was just playing Just playing games, games. and... and uh, P, he calls her, would just not leave him alone. And it was adorable and hilarious. It was the cutest thing because she, you know, kept wrapping her arms around him yeah. and like giving him little kisses. And she calls him Maxie, which Maxie. is so cute. Yeah. I am not a Max fan at all when it comes to the races, but people who try to villainize him like on and off the track, I'm like, have you seen the way he treats his step, essentially his stepdaughter. His stepdaughter. But him with Penelope was just very heartwarming. It was just cute. I think it just, it just brings an aspect of like humanism to Max. Yeah, because we don't see that side of him. You don't. And that's why last week when I, when we were talking with Kate and Rachel, I said, if you, if anyone thinks Max is a villain, they've never watched any videos of him and Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. Those videos kill me because you see how genuinely goofy max is as a person yeah i just don't think that he gets the opportunity to like act like that with many people and especially now that like checo is his teammate checo's a little bit older i just don't think that they like there's joke that, around as much that dynamic danny rick there. just doesn't give you a chance no. to not joke around like he's just so goofy i think that he brings out that side in everybody but he did such a good job with it with Max, because those videos just give me life. And now that he's back with Red Bull, I'm hoping we see more content with him and Max. Just because mm-hmm. it does... Max is a very private person. Yes, yeah. So it does show us viewers a new side of him that, again, we never see. Mm-hmm. So him streaming a lot during the break was... I, th- I don't even think intentional in the way where he wanted us to mm-hmm. see the side of him. It was literally just him having fun with his friends. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it just kind of worked out in his favor that everyone was like, oh, wait, maybe he's not a bad guy. And he's not. He's there's, a driver. There's an old streaming video from when Max used to stream. This was I, maybe even 2020, but P would have been very young, so I'm mm-hmm. not sure. And there's a soundbite in one of his streams where he's like, Penelope, Penelope, don't hurt the cats. Because oh. <laughs> Max also is a cat lady. <laughs> oh. Because cats, they don't require much attention. I think that's perfect for Max because yeah. he's not ever home. Yeah. Let's also remember, and I think people do forget this, Max is 24 years old. Oh I don't God. even think he's turned 25 yet. No, he's... He's uh, your age, Emma. Is he born in 98? Yeah. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, he's 97. Okay. Oh, oh September 30th, 97. That is my sister's fiance's birthday. What is with these drivers having birthdays so close yeah. to like us yeah, and people so in our true. lives? I... Uh, Totally thought he was a 98. Okay, my bad. But he's 25. Yeah. And he's still young. He is still so young, and I think people just totally forget that. So let's just, like, reground ourselves for one sec. This is the okay. meditation in me. Okay. Max Verstappen's 25 years old. Yeah. 
let's let him just like enjoy his 20s even though he's basically married off <laughs> uh, yeah that's another thing where i think about like i mean personal preference obviously but as a 24 year old if i was dating someone and they said hey i have a kid i'd be like you know what not for me not i kind of me. respect the move from max because let's be real he is a two-time f1 world champion he could have anyone he anyone wants. anyone in and the world and he's like kelly older with a child yeah Maybe he is a family man. Kelly, wait, Kelly, you mean whose father is a huge supporter of Red Bull and funds this team? Oh, I never yeah. thought of that aspect. Of I it. mean, that's just another thing to throw out there. That's another speculation. But Emma's writing F1 smut with this plot line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. Uh- <laughs> Again, we haven't had a whole lot of like f1 stuff going on in the past a little bit but emma and i have our own topics to talk about okay let's get into height gate this is just something emma's been really passionate about these past couple days take it away okay it's because i came across a photo of mick and lewis and george near the mercedes Mm -hmm. and side by side and mick and lewis are the same height and lewis we all know he's not that tall Mm -hmm. But I always thought Mick was tall. Mm-hmm. Mick has tall energy. Yeah, I totally agree. And I he has a long neck. Maybe that could have been it. Maybe I saw his neck and I was like, the rest of him is definitely long. <laughs> That's where he goes, we're going to cut that. And I say, hell no. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, my face is beet red. Uh, <laughs> he gives tall energy. I would, I would agree. Mick does. Just tall. Just tall energy. And, but he's not tall so how what's the official height now keep in mind google adds like well two inches no no no. google's wrong this is what you know what you know what helped me figure out the height it was tumblr and <laughs> no i kid you not god bless tumblr no you know what the tumblr people probably are they are educated so i put a message on tumblr and i was like mix not tall and then i just got so many messages coming back saying no no he's this site and this person's this site and that person is this site google's a liar and mm, i was like well, okay no. Now I need to know. And then people are like, Mick is taller than Lewis. He's about two centimeters taller, which also throws me off that they use centimeters in yes, Europe. Yeah, we yeah. use like feet and inches. Yeah. Which is also just weird because we don't actually use the... We're supposed to use centimeters. We're supposed to use, use we centimeters. Don't. I, can, I actually don't remember which is metric and which is imperial. I think we're supposed to we're use metric. metric, but feet and inches is an imperial and... Only America uses Imperial, but for some reason we use feet and inches. The website that I found said that Mick was 176 centimeters, which Google is saying 5'8", something else is saying 5'9". Regardless, it's not six feet. No, it's not. Mick gives off six feet energy. And in this website, I can see it. It says that he's the same height as Nikita Mazepin. Nikita Mazepin gives me short king vibes. Not short king. Not not king. Short vibes. Short vibes. But then... (laughs) I looked and it said Charles Leclerc was 180, so about 5'10". And I was like, hold on. You're telling me Charles is taller than Mick. Yeah. I mean, not by much, but like I wouldn't have guessed it. And then I fell into a spiral and I was like, there's no way that Charles is taller than Mick. There's no way Charles is taller than Fernando Alonso. Look at that. Here's the thing. So Google is wrong and these websites are wrong and we know they're wrong because on so many of these sites, it says that Lando is a meter 70 which is 5'6", or no, no, yeah, which is 5'6". And he's not 5'6". He's like 5'9". Like, I, because I was just confused. I was like, Mick's apparently short. Apparently Charles is tall. But one thing I know is Lando is a short king. But that's The only thing true. I actually knew, Lando's short king, George is tall. But that was all I knew. But Lando isn't even that short. Right. Which is what kind of threw me off. That's where, what height gate is, mm-hmm. is people are trying to figure out how tall these drivers, mm-hmm. more specifically Lando is. 
So there's a video. I think you, you know who else is tall? I think Alex Albin's tall. Oh, Alex Albin is so tall. Even now, there's so many official websites, official accounts that say Lando is 170. He's not. He's 177 as per. So he's the same height as Charles? So he's about the same height as Charles. Which, I mean, if you think about it, makes sense. Because when Lando was first introduced to the sport in 2019, he was small. He was lanky. He was still growing. Here we are now in 2023. Obviously, you're going to grow a bit. But he's not 170 anymore. When do I stop growing? I don't know. In like early 20s, I thought. Really? Yeah. I thought they would have been done by then. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. But yeah, so Lando is not as short as we thought. Mick is shorter than we thought. Charles... Charles is about as average as I thought. What? What? How tall is Max? I'd love to know. One. It says one eighty-one. That's taller than I thought. Which is tall, taller than Charles? It's like a centimeter taller than Charles. Which? How much is a centimeter really? I think the only drivers that are six feet or above are like George and Alex and Esteban. Esteban. That's it. Okay. Interesting. But Mick is Mick, who I thought was. How about six Logan feet? Sargent? He's American. Oh. And Americans tend to be a tad taller. So, and this might not be accurate, just obviously we've just debunked this. 181 it says. So. Okay, so he's like pretty short as well. I mean, you know what? For for us, this is short. My boyfriend is 6'4". So is for me, actually? yeah, for me, this is short. Okay. I, I love a tall guy. Esteban Ocon's your man. He's like 6'4". Him and Alex, aren't they the tallest? I would take Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Esteban. Why? I don't know. Okay. Just do it for me. That's fair. I, I mean, you these drivers do have to ideally they're not supposed no they're to supposed tall. to be shorter absolutely to like yeah. fit in the yeah. car to not go over the weight restrictions yeah. it's it's better if your driver is smaller yeah. shorter on the lighter side but yeah finding out that lando is 510 mm-hmm. 5'9 510 i don't know i think in my head he was always 5'6 yeah. i think the only thing we can count on is yuki being 5'2 yeah so that's unreal i know he's small he's a small boy i love him for it Hannah's like, why am I doing this podcast? No, I'm just like, like, this is why we have to do the Emma's crush tracker because it's just going to change yeah. every single week. You I'm, know what? We should have a little sign. I know. I know. No, it, I actually saw the Paddock Pundits girls do a dance mom style yes. pyramid. And I think that's a great idea. They're so creative. creative for that. But we almost need to do like a pictures with Emma's crushes. We're going to do that. Okay. After. Yes. When we, when we finish recording, we'll set it up. <laughs> Just going to have like a little ranking. Oh, I'm so excited for this. You might say pretty consistent. Hannah has her track stats. I'm a loyal gal. I have my, it'll be my crush. Yeah. Crushes. That's it. A new segment for each of us. I love it. Look at us growing this podcast. <laughs> I've had people tell me directly, people that listen like in my life, that we should share a little bit more about our lives because we did talk last week about how we want people to message us so that we can essentially like put a name and a face to like the dots on our feed that oh, we see yeah, to create a community, to create a little bit of a community. And it doesn't need to be like, what's your sin number, but like <laughs> just like a little bit about us. So maybe that's something that we can do at the end of the pod. Cause I think that's just, a little, just like a little tidbit. Little fun I facts. have lots of fun facts about myself. I feel like I have none. I was a horse girl. I feel like I knew this. <laughs> Did you have a horse? <laughs> the funny part is, I've never even ridden a horse. <laughs> okay, before we can deep dive into Hannah's horse past, uh, <laughs> let's actually go back to Formula One because we got very sidetracked there. Yeah, it's time for some predictions, I think. Okay. Oh, no. I don't know. I'm really hoping 
my nail theory pulls through. And this is not me saying I want Max to crash. I do not want Max to crash. I don't want anyone to crash on any It doesn't need to be day. a crash. It could just be like a... Uh, Hydraulics issue. DNF, please. Have some a issue. tire flew off and it's a suspension issue. Perfect. It's a suspension issue. We'll never get over that. No. But I just don't want to see Max succeed. I'm, I'm going out. I don't think Max wins this race. I'm just going to say it. I think his luck's run out. I hope his luck's run out. Can you go first, please? Yeah. I'm going to take Checo as my winner. Okay. I'm going to put Lewis in second. And I'm going to say Charles gets a podium. You're you're throwing a Charles podium out there. Yes, I am. You have high hopes. I am delusional. You, yeah. I Look, was... because, and my reasoning for that is because Charles qualifies well at Baku. And I think that if he can qualify well, he'll stay in his position. And I don't think he's taking pole. No. But he'll be, I would say, top three. And I just think that he'll hold on to that position. Not Carlos. How about George? How about Lewis? Lewis got a podium. Yeah, there's 20 drivers. Do you want me to go through why I didn't choose all of them? It's going to be, for me... I feel like I'm being attacked Chuck- right now. <laughs> Lewis got very violent very <laughs> Sorry. <quickly>. Sorry. <laughs> I just think... I don't know what's happening to Max this week. But I don't think he's he's getting a podium. I don't think he's getting a podium either. I think it will be Checo because Red Bull dominates. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, F1 CEO, uh, Dominic Cali, I think that's how you pronounce his name, said that new fans of the sport actually like Red Bull's domination. And I don't know where that came from. That's a weird kind of just statement to throw out there that people like that, that Red Bull is already winning. Well, I can tell you that when I was at Montreal last year, Every guy in their early 20s was a Max fan. And we got to our seats and I had my Ferrari jacket on and I had a phone car- a phone case that had Charles on it. And the usher asked me, oh my gosh, is that Charles Leclerc in your phone case? And I'm like, yes, like I love him. He's my favorite. And these guys that were sitting behind us were like, yeah, okay. Like he's, they're like joking with me. They're like, yeah, Charles is the best, right? Like champion of the world. And like, they, I don't know what it is about Max, but I think that he just like really appeals to like a younger audience. So of course, if there's younger fans, then they're going to be Red Bull fans. Also, maybe it's just the fact that like Red Bull is a familiar brand yeah. to people our age. Like that's super surface level, but we have to think about like every aspect of why it could be this. He's saying that for new fans coming into the sport and seeing one team dominate it's more it's like easier to follow it's more exciting for them and it's where they lose the interest of the long-term fans i don't know who would watch this sport and think i don't want to see any competition yeah like new fan or old fan i think you want to see the races i would die for a max and charles race get i just want that i think Mm -hmm. so him throwing out there that the red bull domination is good for new fans is just really confusing i'm not sure but i do agree with you that i think max is a very good I almost said role model. I don't think role model is the word. Like I a think, poster child almost. Yeah. For, like a spokesperson. Yeah. For male fans especially. And Red Bull again. Red Bull is a very... People know the name Red Bull. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But I think Red Bull has this connotation about it where it... Because it only... Red Bull, the, uh, the brand itself, only aligns itself with really... Young, uh, athletic, young, sporty, yeah. exciting. And it only like really adrenaline-seeking yes, sports. Yeah. So did skydiving, you, no, snowboarding, surfing, those are all see, like sports that Red Bull sponsors. They had a skateboarding yeah, yeah. thing in the air. Oh, whoa. No, what are you <laughs> I watching? Lost Hannah. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure it was not CGI. I think it was real. They literally had She's like. She's pretty sure it wasn't <laughs> CGI. That's I think, crazy. I think it was real. It was like a skate park suspended. By hot air balloons. That's Red Bull. 
Adrenaline. Yeah. I would never. No. That's terrifying. But I can think of like three Red Bull athletes from different sports that I think are really cool. And I wouldn't know any other like brand in those other sports. Like one, for example, Mm -hmm. being Scotty James, which is Danny Rick's BFF. Yeah. And he's a snowboarder. And I don't know any other like big sponsors of snowboarders, but I know that Red Bull sponsor is Scotty. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that they've aligned themselves in all these different sports. So it's a bigger brand. And then they have a presence. Right. Right. And so these fans, if they watch other sports, they're going to flock to right. Red Bull and Formula One. It's not like Ferrari where Ferrari really only is a brand yeah. in motorsport. That's another thing. A lot of, when it came to Formula One, when it, I honestly, like when it first started, when these car companies were creating cars, it was race on Sunday, sell on Monday. Mm. But Red Bull doesn't have any cars to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're literally just doing it to prove that they can. Yeah. You know, whereas like a McLaren, a Ferrari, an Aston Martin... They'll race on Sunday if they're, ideally, their cars perform well. They'll see sales. Again, not going to happen in 2023 now, but that was essentially the message for Formula One. Hmm. Race on Sunday, sell on Monday. And with Red Bull, it's just like, "Mm, we're fast. We're having fun. Let's see what we can win. Well, there's other teams like that, though, like Haas, Williams. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, that is actually an interesting take. Speaking of Haas, I have started reading Gunther's new book. Mm, Yeah. I wanted to read it for this episode. Uh, I got about 20 pages in. I will finish it. I'll share my thoughts eventually. But today is not the day we're going to do it. Are you enjoying it so far? I don't hate it. I don't love it. I just hear Gunther Steiner's voice in my head. And it is like not one of the voices I want to hear yeah. in my head. Yeah. I think is what it is. Yeah. He also says the word fuck. It's just... <laughs> and he spells it F-O-K? Yes. Yeah. It's just in there like every other paragraph. And I'm like, who edited this and let this slide? And I get it. It's his words. It's his voice. But it's a lot. Yeah, okay. Well, I will read it after you. I can commit to that. All right. But you're not making me want to. (laughs) That's fair. We'll see what happens. I need to finish my predictions. I'm going to go Checo. We got really sidetracked this episode. I'm going to go Checo podium. Okay. Fernando second. You know what? Just because you mentioned that he had podiumed here before, I'm going to go Pierre third. Oh, Pierre Gasly. We're going to... I knew that where that was going. We're just going to... At this point, I'm just... I'm done putting my faith in Ferrari because it hurts me. Mm -hmm. And I don't... I'm just tired of getting my hopes up. Mm-hmm. What wags do you think we see this weekend? Because we Baku see... is not a huge like wag race. I don't so. think we see any. I think we see Kelly. Oh, doesn't she just go to every single race though at this point? She does go to a lot of them. I think we see Kelly for sure. I think we also see Isa, and I think that's it. We haven't seen Isa yet, have we? No. Isa is Carlos Sainz's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. We have not seen her yet this year. We've seen a lot of Kika. We've seen a lot of Kika, and, and Pierre... it's not necessarily just at the races, but no. they are all over social media. I love it. Pierre's comments on her posts, her comments on his posts, they're in love. Yeah. And we mentioned that before. Yeah. Like, they're in love and love. Good for um, them. We also have to mention one more thing about Pierre. No. <laughs> Is it what I, I said to you? I was going to blush. I think all of... Oh. All F1 fangirls blush. Okay, I'm just going to... I'm going to preface this right now because I know my parents listen to this podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I'm going to say it and then I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, there was a video and it was asking drivers what their nicknames were. And Pierre dropped this bomb. bomb that his nickname in a former time was Tripod. That's it. Thank you for listening to Track Talk Pod. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, we won't end it there. No. But if you don't know what that means, we're not the place that's going to tell no, you. Absolutely But he, the fact that he dropped that bomb and F1 just let it slide... He's just a, a manic white boy, I think. Pierre is unhinged and I love it. Do you want to just give one fun fact about each other and then uh, leave it there? I guess so, yeah. We 
Would you guys be interested in like a bonus episode, maybe getting to know us? Yeah. Let us us know know. because that could be really fun and we'd have to really cap it at a certain time because I could talk about myself forever. (laughs) At least she's honest. At least she's honest. (laughs) Me and Hannah, like we haven't been friends for very long either. No. So we're going to be learning about each other too. We've, we just became friends because of Formula One. So if you guys are thinking, oh my God, these lifelong besties are making a Formula One podcast. It's like, no, we bonded over a love of Charles Leclerc. Yeah. And now we're talking about it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we don't know each other. We know each other. Oh, I know. I invite her into my house to record a podcast. Yes. <laughs> I do trust her. I do know her. But it'd be fun to get to know each other a bit more. Yeah. And get our listeners to know each other a bit more. Yeah. Okay. Hannah's going first because I can't think of anything fun and exciting about myself. Hannah. Um, yeah. I have many fun facts about myself. This is one of the top ones I tell people. I, among being a horse girl, also only have vision, full vision in one of my eyes. Really? Can okay. you drive? You can legally drive. I can legally drive. Without glasses on, but I do wear glasses. This one. Um, I So it's my left eye. And when I was in grade one, they did the mandatory eye test. And no one knew till grade one. But essentially, um, my left eye, if I had this prescription in both of my eyes, I could be considered a Paralympic athlete. With um, what sport? Whatever sport I choose. Um, <laughs> okay. but, no, basically... It's just, I can hardly see it on my left eye. It's very weak. When I was younger, I actually had an eye patch to put on my right eye so that it would strengthen my left, but it didn't, it didn't really work because I didn't wear it all that much. My parents also didn't enforce it because they didn't want me to get bullied, which is totally (laughs) fair because a pirate horse girl just sounds like the most ridiculous person ever. I do wear glasses. They only have prescription one lens. So if you ever see my glasses, one of them is, yeah, a lot thicker. Wow. Um, and Basically, it doesn't impact any part of my everyday life because my brain has just completely altered it, my vision, so that my right eye just overcompensates completely. Interesting. Um, But if you do cover my right eye, like, you are just super, super blurry. Yeah. Interesting. that's a fun fact about me. You got one? Give me a second. You threw this on me. You're a twin. I know, but that's not interesting. And I don't want to talk about Sam. It's my podcast, not hers. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. As Hannah... No, I don't want to say reminded me. It's not like I forgot. I do have a twin, a twin sister. We're not identical. <laughs> you went to school with her. I did go to school with Sam, but I would also have loved to have been a twin. No. Uh, I would prefer with a boy. Okay. That would have been like an ideal situation for me. See, not to like dive into my childhood history, but me and my sister, we weren't like friends growing up, mm-hmm. but we're friends now. Mm-hmm. We're really close now. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because being so similar in age. Yeah. But she's actually the one who got me into Formula One. As I mentioned in our first episode, she's the one who put it on and was like, hey, we should watch this. We should watch the races. And I was like, mm, okay, I guess. So thank you, Samantha, for that. Shout out Sam. Shout out Sam. So was she a fan or or was her boyfriend a fan? Her, no, no, she's fiance. a fan. She she's is a fan. fan. Gotcha. Um, she doesn't watch them regularly. She'll keep up with mm-hmm. what's going on. But Who's your team? I thought Sam was a McLaren fan because I posted a... Oh, she loves Danny Rick. Oh, okay. And so Danny Rick was with McLaren. Mm-hmm. So she liked McLaren. Because I posted a video of a McLaren driving by at, like, when I was at um, qualifying in Montreal last year. And Sam was, like, very into that video. So, yeah. I think I think she's a Danny Rick fan. So mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say probably Red Bull now is her team. Okay. I think and I think with that, we can leave it for this week. Yeah, let's plug our... Plug our social media. TikTok is just Track Talk Pod. Mm-hmm. Instagram, tracktalk.pod. Mm-hmm. 
And we love interacting with you guys on there. Mm-hmm. Expect to see more from Hannah, hopefully. I'm gonna yes, I'm a her... graduated gal now. Oh. I'm ready for it. I'm going to give her a crash course on TikTok after this podcast. I think she needs it. Because she... Oh, she knows I need she, it. She needs it. <laughs> she tried to uh, save a video into her drafts and she accidentally posted it privately. So and I had to explain to her that was not the same thing. Yeah, I'm bad. But that's okay. It'll be great. So please give us a follow out there. Send us a message on there. I think that might be it. Thank you so much for listening. Ciao. <laughs>